Welcome to Lobby Talk, a podcast from the Cumberland County Playhouse. One of the best places to hear Playhouse gossip is in the lobby, and now we're bringing the lobby to you. You'll hear backstage stories from our company, learn about upcoming events, and what goes into putting shows onto our stage. With no further ado, let's all go to the lobby. This is Brent Hancock, CCP's Artistic Director, and welcome back to Lobby Talk. We took a little hiatus from the podcast to open a couple of shows, but we're back now in full swing, and I'm here today with resident company members Corey Clark and Deanna Etchison. Welcome, guys. Hi. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So Corey and Dana are both currently starring in our outdoor production of Smoke on the Mountain as the twins, Denise and Dennis Sanders. Corey's the boy. (laughs) (laughs) And are currently in tech for the hilarious comedy Elvis has left the building, which opens on August 14th. Now, what I think is really cool about both of you guys is that you started in the education program here at the Playhouse as teenagers, whether it was taking classes or whether it was in our volunteer show or in Spark, which is our summer camp. Then they both interned throughout college with us and then became resident company members once they graduated college and are now teachers in the same program that they studied in when they were young, which I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to know a little bit about who you were and, you know, before you got to the Playhouse. Um, What was your childhood like? What got you interested in performing? Things like that. So um, I am an only child. So I grew up, I would say pretty quickly because I hung out with mostly adults. So I hung out with like my mom and my grandma and my aunt. And a lot of that time was spent watching old movie musicals or listening to the music from them. So those were the first things that kind of introduced me to music and musicals. And so I would like to play, I played a lot of make-believe when I was little. (laughs) And I think that is a lot of my, where my fascination came uh, with telling stories and things like that. I told you one time about, I used to play make-believe with my aunt. We would pretend we were poor, poor in the Rocky Mountains. (laughs) Um, I used to uh, play around my dad's baseball field. My dad was a baseball coach when I was growing up. And I'd play around there and I'd I'd make mud pies and try and sell them to people and all those things. So I was just always a very like creative running around kid. I liked to be outside. I liked to tell funny stories. And I liked to um, act out my favorite stories that I knew. We played Seven Brides for Seven Brothers a lot. <laughs> That's awesome. Was one we played a lot. That and Pocahontas were my two favorite things <laughs> to make believe. <laughs> so what, you grew up in Maryville, Tennessee. So was there any, any exposure to theater? There are a lot of theater programs, but it's not something I was really involved with. I did theater some through my church. Um, I started with like the kids' musicals there and yeah. like handbell choir. So I did all of that stuff, and then I didn't do a, I guess a a proper musical until my junior year of high school was the first thing I ever did. And that was just through my drama department and in school, I went to public school there. What was your first show? Fiddler on the Roof. Yes. I played mama number 12 and I said, yes, it could. That was my big (laughs) laugh. And look at you now. Yeah. Look at me now. Um, but yeah, I grew up, I grew up very musically. I did a lot of choir and then I was in band in school. Mm -hmm. 
and marching band. I was the drum major and all that stuff. Yeah. So that's, um, that's what I did most, most of all when I was little and, um, you know, some dancing here and there as well. (laughs) (laughs) You took clogging as a child as well, right? I did. I started, so I took a ballet class when I was six years old and they told me that I was too fidgety to be a ballerina (laughs) (laughs) so that I should go try clogging. And my mom had gotten, um, like a flyer for a free clogging class. Someone was there trying to promote their studio. So I ended up going and I took one class. To be honest, my teacher told me I I didn't have very good rhythm and I probably would never be able to dance in time. Really? (laughs) Yeah. So I decided that I was going to prove her wrong and I started working really hard. So I was a competitive clogger for 11 years. Oh, wow. I started with a team called the Cloggin' Cuties, <laughs> and then I moved to uh, Thunder Edition Cloggers, and um, eventually ended up at the Southeastern Clogging Company, and I did that. We traveled the whole country, competed all across the country, and we did, um, gosh, we did nationals every year, and then in 2007, we actually won the world championship. Oh my so, gosh, mm-hmm. that's awesome. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> and now uh, Deanna teaches clogging here at the Playhouse. You have three classes, right? That... I do. We've we've moved to three levels. We used to only have two. Luckily, we had enough interest that we've kind of spread it out into three different levels. Yeah, very popular class. Yeah. And that was something that I had always wanted to teach clogging. I helped choreograph some when I was competing, mm-hmm. um, especially like my solos and duets I would help a lot with. But I always wanted to teach. I always thought there's a market for it probably over here in this education department. So I had mentioned it a couple times, but it wasn't until there was one night, I think it was on y'all's back porch uh, <laughs> at your house that Jim was like, you should teach clogging classes. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Are we going to, we're going to talk about this more? Like we're going to, for real, for real? Cause I want to. <laughs> um, but he just said it offhand at a party and hey, then it was. <laughs> you know, that's where most of the great deals are made. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> So, Corey, were you a clogger when you were a child? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I was uh, much more of a piano student growing up, actually. I was, uh, I was homeschooled, as uh-huh. you know. Um, and I started taking lessons when I was about five or six, I think, and uh, with a very angry Korean woman named Mrs. Lalonde. Um, and uh, she instilled a love of music in me as well as a fear of her, I think, because... <laughs> She would swear at me in Korean, which I never knew, but I knew what she meant. You knew the tone. Yeah, I knew the tone. I knew I was messing up because of the timbre of her yell would get a little higher. <laughs> um, but that's really, that's my introduction into the arts was through the musical. And you route. were, you grew up where? Uh, in Texas. Uh-huh. Kind of dotted all around there, but I spent most of the time in Texas in Corpus Christi. Uh, so South, South Texas, yeah. humid and hot. Yes. Uh, so outdoor yes. things weren't really... Uh, my speed, because I liked to breathe and <laughs> be cool. So how did piano transition into your interest in theater? Well, um, so through homeschool groups, we would have these um, Christmas plays that we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my first show was actually Best Christmas Pageant Ever there, uh, where I played Charlie, I think is yeah. his name. Charlie? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then later, fast forwarding, I played Charlie here, which like... I think it was almost 10 years later and I was still playing a child. Uh, so, still playing a 16 and still and playing a 16 year old and smoke on the mountain. Come see smoke. But for at least for this place, uh, music was kind of directly an input because uh, my first audition was for Camp Rock. Ron, you were there. Uh, I don't remember what I played. I think it was a thousand miles, but I didn't sing because I was too nervous and I didn't know how. So I just played it and they were like, you have the part. You're in Camp Star as the keyboardist. And I was like, absolutely. 
That sounds great. Uh, so yeah, music got me directly into it. And through that, I started fostering the other uh, talents and passions of mine in the theater. So how did you find out about auditions for Camp Rock? Were you just in Crossville? Yeah, we had just moved in Crossville. Somebody... I think it was Pam Miller at church was like, you should audition at the Playhouse. And I had no idea the Playhouse was even here when we moved here. So we showed up. I'd never done an audition before because at the homeschool group, you just show up and they're like, here's your part. You got it. Good job. And I was so nervous. Yeah. So I I had planned to sing, actually, but I scrapped it once I got in the room. I was like, there's no way I'm doing this. (laughs) I'm just going to play my part and get out of here. I I was there. I remember you coming in. You were there, too? Uh I remember you coming in. I don't know that I was in for your audition. Uh Um because I was kind of in between here in New York at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember Michelle Colvin, who directed the show, saying, we found this great kid who can play piano like, you know, nobody's business. So yeah. they were really excited that you were here. Yeah, yeah. She was really nice to me. I was I was very excited. The dancing took some time. I, I, had, to, <laughs> I had to come around to what a jazz square was. Yes. She was very patient. And, so uh, you didn't have any dancing experience Absolutely at all. none. Wow. No. And really, like, continued not having dance experience for a minute because I was too nervous to join dance classes. It's hard to get a foot in, you know? It's, right. it's intimidating when everybody's been here since they were, you know, four doing dance. Right. So. so you were how old when you did Camp Rock? Fifteen, uh, just about to turn 16. Yeah. So, Deanna, what was your first experience with the Playhouse? Well, my first experience with the Playhouse was back when I was about eight. Um, my family was big into Southern gospel music. Mm-hmm. And we used to actually, we didn't, go to a church growing up so much, we would travel every weekend to different Southern gospel concerts and oh. like had a couple artists that we followed around. One of the artists was like, there's this show going on at this theater um, that's about gospel music. So I think we're going to take a group and go see it. Mm-hmm. And so we came over and in the same weekend we saw Smoke on the Mountain and Beauty and the Beast. Okay. And um, you played the Beast. Yes. <laughs> and um, I remember I left Smoke on the Mountain And in the car ride home, I was like, Mom, I think I want to do that. Like, I think I want to know how to do um, theater and play all those instruments and stuff. And Mom said, oh, that's funny. You're not going to be like, no, (laughs) you're not going to you're not going to do that. I was like, I'm going to be Denise one day. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to prove you wrong if you tell me I can't do something. (laughs) So I was like, I'm going to do it. And then basically saw everything that there was to see here Mm -hmm. for years. So we were season ticket holders and we would come and, you know, see every show. And I knew everybody's name and was a little creepy about it. <laughs> Reading the programs. I like had fan, like I had my favorite actors and like I wrote a paper about Jason Ross one time. <laughs> like in school, we had to write about our favorite actor in drama class. And I wrote about Jason Ross. Oh, that's cool. So I, you know, grew up loving, loving the theater and not really thinking that it was rational for me to want to do it to Mm -hmm. be a part of it so i finally got up the nerve to do um triple threat summer camp Mm -hmm. and it was the summer before my senior year of high school and i came here with another friend of mine i did summer camp that year i met Corey for the first time yeah let the record show i was here first yeah Corey (laughs) was here first that is true Corey was in the cool group and i was not i was the new girl and i got cast as who was I? I was I was Thisbe and you were Pyramus, yeah, right? Yeah, that's in yeah. Midsummer Night's Dream. That Nicole. Yes. Yes. Nicole Hackman directed right. it. Right. And we did it and <laughs> we did this whole scene where we had to like it was the whole like kissing through the wall scene and whatever. Yes. And I remember vividly Nicole being like, Deanna, you you have to stop turning your head because <laughs> 
Because she was like, Deanna does not want to kiss Corey, and we understand why. Yeah, that scarred me <laughs> for life, by the way. She said that. She was like, we all understand why you don't want to kiss Corey. And I was like, hey, first of all, ow. <laughs> Nicole, but, if you're listening, you've scarred Corey for life. You did. <laughs> but we did. I remember because I, I did the next level down. Because Nicole wanted to do a traditional Shakespeare piece, and then I did the same scene as a southern fried version uh-huh. i think so i remember you guys doing that yeah, yeah. cory had quarters in his pocket so i want to explain that story <laughs> <laughs> what had happened was i did uh the machine didn't take cards yet and i wanted a powerade and so i had a dollar 25 in my pocket for after the scene because i knew i would be thirsty but what i didn't remember is that those pockets were really shallow so when i did my very physical death scene every single one of the quarters fell out of my pocket and rolled across the stage one by one it wasn't like all at once either it was like every roll a new quarter would come out and just like clink 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 across the stage and i think Deanna hated me from then on i sure I think did that's look- that was in the rehearsal or in no the that was in the showcase <laughs> in the performance and i sure did look down at Corey and think to myself like you've ruined my chance like this is my shot and it's over now all because of me all because of Corey. Uh. Uh- <laughs> Luckily, it didn't didn't ruin my chances. Um, Apparently not. Nicole and Wesley were very kind, and they came up to me afterwards and said, like, we think you'd be good and you could do this, so you should come audition. I was in marching band, so I had to finish that season out. And then I came and auditioned for Sound of Music that Wesley directed mm-hmm. in 2012. And that was my first show here, and I've been here basically ever since. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's great. So you were in Sound of Music. Yeah. Now, Corey, were you in that? I well? was. I was Friedrich, the 12 year old. But you were 15 or 16. I was. And I, I distinctly remember that my hair was coming in, like with a vengeance on my legs. And uh, we had these, we had these lederhosen that we had to wear. And my hair would stick straight through. And I was always scared that the audience was going to see it and be like, he's not 12. Look at those hairy legs. <laughs> Yeah, it was a big fear of mine. So that was the first show you guys really did together. Mm-hmm. And then where did you go from there? The next show I did, I don't know if you did anything in between, but the next thing I did was Music Man that summer. Yeah, I think that was, I think that was the next thing I did. Yeah. Unless All Shook Up was in there somewhere. It's hazy. For I me. think it was. Yeah. yeah. But you guys were Tommy and Zanita mm-hmm. in Music Man, but not in the same cast, right? Because yeah. it was double cast. Yes. We were in opposite casts. Um, I was with Chaz, and you were with Blakely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but we had a couple times where the cast got switched. So we did do it together. Yeah, we did yeah. it together like, like two twice? or three times. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the first show I, re- I think I did with you guys mm-hmm. um, was that summer. Um, so you performed you know, throughout the rest of your high school career at the Playhouse. And then what made you think, okay, I want to go into this for a living and, and, and audition for colleges and really hone my craft at the next level? Well, for me, it had always been, you know, that dream of mine ever since I was little to like play pretend and tell stories my whole mm-hmm. life um, just because I liked it. And I think it was really all I needed was the vote of confidence from people. So the second, you know, someone I respected, like Nicole and Wesley and those people told me, yes, you can do this if you want to. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, then we're doing it. That's what we're doing. I chose a little bit of a different route because I didn't do a musical theater program. Um, I didn't even audition for a musical theater program. I decided that it would be more beneficial to me. I had just found the Playhouse, and I said, I want to train at the Playhouse to work at the Playhouse. I was uh-huh. like, I want to do that, and I don't want to leave their sites because I don't want them to forget about me. It was, was my philosophy. So I ended up going to Tennessee Tech, and um, that's in Cookville, just about 30, 45 minutes away. I was a music major. I did music performance and music business. 
And that way I was still able to be in shows while I was in college. Mm -hmm. So they have a theater program there. Their degree is less performance based, more like almost teaching based. Mm -hmm. Um, But they do have a small theater and they do a lot of shows. It's they don't do as many shows as we do. And it also kind of conflicts. It's hard to work that schedule of being a music major and doing those shows. Right. But the, the schedule over here was more doable for me. So I did a lot of these shows, CCP shows, um, while I was in school mm-hmm. and just kind of drove back and forth a yeah. lot. <laughs> <laughs> so you perform, you know, throughout your college career here. And I remember you doing Ariel and Footloose yeah. and Rizzo in Greece and mm-hmm. the volunteer shows at the beginning of the year, which kind of led into... Gypsy playing Louise, yeah. which was our, one of our professional shows in the summer. And you were maybe 20, 19, 20? I think I was 20 um, when that happened, which was such a crazy experience. And it's still, to this day, that's my favorite thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And that, that was my dream role, and I got to do it. But I remember I always, you know, I type you all out a very long email when we announce yes. the season. <laughs> and it always breaks down, you know, what kind of parts I'm interested in. And I remember putting Louise on there and being like, There's no way, but I'm going to put it on there. And then you guys asked me to audition. And I remember the group that I auditioned with, the people that were also reading for Louise, I was like, yeah, there's no way. But like, I'm happy to be here. Like, I'll give it a go. Right. (laughs) Um, Because I thought for sure, especially one of those people, I was like, yeah, yeah, she's got it. I mean, I was lucky enough that y'all let me do it. And it was such an amazing experience and just a a real growing experience Mm -hmm. for me. Well, you were amazing in that. And I, I honest, because I directed Deanna in Greece as Rizzo, and I was directing Gypsy. And as soon as I saw her as Rizzo, I thought, okay, okay, this is who I want as Louise. <laughs> and it worked out. That's, that's nice So to was hear. that kind of the moment that you thought, that there, I feel like there's always a moment that it just clicks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I get this now. I, you, was that one of those moments for you? I think it was. Um, I mean, to get, to get a part... In, in a professional show like that, where you're on stage with just the people that, that you have looked up to your whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember the rehearsal of Together Wherever We Go. I was with Jason and Wesley and like doing a number with them. And I was like, I'm really doing the thing, aren't I? Yep. Yeah. And really that whole season for me, that was a really just a great, like 2014 season. I remember I just like, I got I got the parts I wanted, and I was like, I'm really doing theater. I'm doing the thing. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I think that's the first time that I really felt like, like that I could, I could have a go at this and like really make it work. Yeah. Awesome. So, Corey, talk a little bit about college for you. Well, college was, it was kind of a last-minute decision for me because I love a challenge. Um, I think that's, that's the driving force behind a lot of the decisions that I make. I was pretty good at academics, you know, and there was a lot of options available. I had been interning here, so this is what occupied a lot of my time, and I was looking at my options school-wise and degree-wise, and I realized that I was having the most fun when I was doing anything involving theater. It Mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily what I was best at, by a long shot, so I knew I needed a lot of work, but I knew that it was what I was enjoying the most because it was a challenge to me. It was something that that wasn't attainable yet, but I felt like I could get there. So... Once my high school career started winding down, I started looking at schools that offered performance availability. And I auditioned a lot of places, actually. Uh, I remember I sat down in the production office with Wesley and my parents came in. (laughs) They were like, do you think he can do this? (laughs) And she was like, I do. I do think so. And so that got them on board. And uh, she approved all of my suggestions. And so I went and auditioned these places. And some of them went pretty well. And I was really limited based on scholarship availability. Like whatever was going to give me the best scholarship, that's where I was going to go. 
And it was kind of back and forth. And I remember coming here. I was doing a show and I walked out on the smoke dock and you were there and you were like, do you want to just go to my school? And I was like, yeah. And uh, I, I think you sent a message to Renee. And then I went and toured the campus and fell in love with it. And yeah. they did. Uh, they gave me a scholarship. And that's where I wound up. Yeah. And that's uh, University of Mississippi, Ole Miss. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy. Um, and Renee Pulliam, who was my one of my um, professors when I went to Ole Miss, was uh, still there when Corey went. And so we were able to kind of share and bond over that experience with <laughs> yeah. Renee. Um, and, you know, when I went into college, I didn't have very much dance experience. And mm -hmm. it was really Renee who taught me how to dance, which I think was very similar. It's for you. very similar. Yeah, because I had I had a little bit going in, but not a lot. And uh, I was fortunate because I actually had more dance experience than most of my peers because uh, they had almost none. Mm -hmm. So all of a the sudden, they were casting me as the dancer in these shows. And I had to step up to that mantle and be like, oh, I've never been the dancer right, before. Right. I guess I have to learn, you know. <laughs> and as you know, Renee kind of baptizes you by fire a Absolutely. little bit. She's like, all right, I'm going to give you a turn and stag leap. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. And she's like, well, you have till tomorrow to figure it out. Watch a video. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I had eight o'clock ballet class with Renee, never. never taken ballet. You know, I was a freshman in college, had never taken any sort of ballet. So all of us guys, most of us had never taken ballet. So we're there at eight o'clock in the morning. We didn't know what to wear. You know, we had mm. our list of bring your tights, bring this and that. You yeah. know, nobody had on a dance belt. If you don't know what a dance belt is, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> so Renee had to give all of the boys a class on how to wear a dance belt. Oh, God. Yeah. So it was a little embarrassing, but uh, we yeah. figured it out and went from there. <laughs> Well, that's one thing. I remember you interned here every summer that you were in college. Mm -hmm. And I remember you coming back and your dancing just getting better and better and better every time you came back. Yeah. And being so impressed with that. And just your confidence level, too, as a performer. Yeah. We did a chorus line one of the summers when you were still in college. Was it was before my your sophomore. Senior? Yeah. It was my sophomore year. But I, th I, I feel like that was kind of your click moment a yes, little bit. Was it a was. chorus line. Yeah. Well, because, again, you know, I, I, I didn't believe in my dance ability because I... I was so far behind everybody else in my mind, you know, like all of the trained dancers. I was like, how do I get from here where I am to where they are? Right. And it kind of happened by accident. I, I really did work hard and I worked on my dance a lot because I saw that as a as my weakest area. It was in Chorus Line where I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to say that I was as good as Kevin Corkum. That would be lying. <laughs> if Kevin Corkum, if you're listening to this, you're great. Um, but I was keeping up. And Renee, the harshest person I knew, was putting me in the groups that I knew were like the, the people that she was depending on to mm -hmm. like get the choreography right and stuff. And that was that was a big moment for me being like, oh, so when she when she says like you're a dancer, she means it. Yeah. And she put you front and center in that wedge in the finale. She did. <laughs> the pictures in the lobby. The you guys can see it. Um, but that was I, I remember just being so impressed with you that entire summer. And you too, Deanna. Deanna played BB in that production. And Renee, who we're talking about, um, she direct. I did the chorus line when I was a senior in college, and Renee directed it. And so when we decided to produce it, I thought, who better, you know, to get to come do it than Renee? And so she luckily came in, and we had just a fantastic experience. She famously says, "Like I've played every role except the Asian." I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so she has a lot of expertise going into. And right it. now she's listening to this, going, "Corey, why would you say that?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I know that she, you know, worked with Course Line a lot and she played BB and BB was the first part she talks about like going on for and doing. Mm -hmm. And so I remember in rehearsals, she loved BB so much. Mm -hmm. um, that's like the character I think she identifies most with um, or just has played the most. But every time she would, she'd be like, all right, and um, 
you know, Cassie stands here and Val stands here and BB stands here. And she just kind of stand in my spot a little. And I'd like be behind her like, okay, you know, like, <laughs> I'll just step in when Can you're I ready. <laughs> but I had so much fun with Renee. She's too, like one of my favorite people in this world. And yeah. every time she comes up, I just, I just love her. Yeah. She, she expects so much of you, but, um, but supports you so much at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, totally. she's not she's very nurturing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's not, even she's not like a big like complimenter even it's just like the way that you can see how proud she is mm-hmm. when you do something right and it makes you want to do something right yes mm-hmm. so course line definitely for me too was a real challenge dance dance experience mm-hmm. wise and you know i i'm not a technical dancer either by any means i'm very much a i'll watch you do it and then i'll copy it right but that was that really grew my dancing experience and really pushed me a lot i remember renee coming up to me at the opening night party and saying your BB is terrific. I don't know if I ever told you that, no, but you didn't. she <laughs> she raved about you at the party and said she's got a long career ahead of her. It's true. <laughs> I hope so. I love I love Renee a lot, and that experience was so great. Yeah, so. yeah. Tune in next time for the second part of my conversation with resident company members Corey Clark and Deanna Etchison. You've been listening to Lobby Talk, a presentation of the Cumberland County Playhouse. You can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CC Playhouse. And you can purchase tickets online at ccplayhouse.com or by calling our box office at 931-484-5000. Also, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to us. Podcast hosting is by Buzzsprout. Theme music and production by Ron Murphy. Executive produced by Britt Hancock and Bryce McDonald. Thank you for listening. Thank you.